Gunner Trash, episode 297 of the Blue Gardenia. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hello. Hello, sir. Gardenia. Gardenia. That's a fun word. It is. It's a word you don't hear often. Nope. Or as you watch this movie. Yeah. And then you will hear it (laughs) until you don't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you could totally make a drinking game out of the word Gardenia. Yep. Ah, that's what I should have done. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You should have. <laughs> you can do it on this episode because I'm sure we'll say it a bunch, right? Yeah, so. I'm, I'm already out of uh, alcohol. Well, the so. listener. Oh, the listener could definitely. every t- every time we see Gardenia, yeah, you can take a shot. Gardenia, Gardenia. <laughs> okay, start in now. We don't want to get them too drunk. <laughs> Gardenia, Gardenia. So this is by Mr. Fritz Lang. It are. Which might be the second movie I've ever seen by him. Okay. I've seen at least three others. I, I, I know I've seen Metropolis. What else has he done? M. Did we watch that? We did. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of the John J. Muth comic. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't remember if I've seen the movie, but I guess that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah that's right. That's yep. right. We did. Yeah. yeah. Um... Police Academy 5. Police Academy 5. Uh, the uh, He did a lot of the uh, Dr. Mabuse movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the Testament of Dr. Mabuse and Mabuse Doc- the Gambler. And Ma- Dr. Mabuse goes to camp. Yep. Dr. Mabuse, uh, scared stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like something that's out there. Uh... That's hilarious. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Fritz Lang made his his uh, his name as a uh, German silent filmmaker. He's in uh, a lot of the. Uh, well, I guess not really. I was gonna say sort of that you know German expression is you know kind of stuff, but that, that wasn't really present in any of those movies. Even in Metropolis. Uh, not so much. Mm. You know, not as, like, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> uh, every piece of architecture is, like, crazy. Right. Shaped like a, like a, I don't know, some sort of rhombus triangle or right. rhombus. What's a rhombus? Is that a uh, rectangle? It's a rectangle that's, you know, a little skewed Misshaped on sides. Yeah. Where did I hear that? I, th- I think I heard... I think Neil used the word rhombus at work the other day because we had an issue of a comic that was miscut. Uh-huh. And it was like very miscut. Like the sides and the top were not straight. Weird. But we had like multiple copies like that. Right. It was very weird. Maybe it was on purpose. Was it one of those 90s gimmick comics? <laughs> it was like, yeah. It was Force Works number one. I had the <laughs> fold out poster and the rhombus cover. <laughs> they just went a little. Too much for the, it was the scratch and sniff fold out <laughs> rhombus poster. 
<laughs> no. No. Yeah, so this is uh, not in German. No. And uh, this is uh, not silent either. No. Uh, it's, uh, what, 1953? 53, yes. Yeah. And, uh, man, maybe it should have been both. What, silent and German? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm taking it. You didn't <clears throat> care a whole lot for it. I did not care a lot for this movie at all. Know. It was very boring. Really? Yes. I actually quite liked it. Really? Yeah. Like, more than I expected to. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It just, uh... It's a slow, it's a slow. It's very slow, but it's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. And it seriously felt like we were watching it for about two and a half hours. Uh... uh <laughs> there, there's just a, a whole lot of nothing that really happens for a very long time. Yeah, I, I feel like they spent they spent a lot of time early on in the film doing, doing something. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like a play, like a like a live play or whatever. Right. And uh, I guess they were trying to like make you familiar with all the characters and like love them and, and whatnot. But, right. But yeah, it just felt like it was like, what is, what movie, like, uh, like 10 minutes into it, I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching here. Oh, yeah. I felt yeah. the exact same way, honestly. Yeah. Like, I just, I was not understanding what was supposed yeah. to be happening. I was like, are they, what are they establishing here? Right. But I, you know, I really like the way it all came together. I do. I did not. Yeah. Especially, uh, w once I figured out that a person, uh, is getting murdered. Mm -hmm. uh, then I was like, oh, it was that person who actually did the murder. Yeah? Spoiler. You figured it out? From the minute she was on screen. Really? Yep. I'm dumb. <clears throat> I am so dumb. Like, I didn't see it coming at all. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. Maybe. I, I, I have this uncanny ability to turn my brain off in most situations, but especially when I'm watching movies that have a twist. Right. I never, ever, ever see it coming unless it's by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I think that's the only time I've ever seen a twist coming was when I watched one of his movies, but, but yeah, no, this one, yeah, I didn't see it, and, uh, I, I really thought, you know, spoiler, that the character who had the, uh, you know, the blue gardenia lady, I, uh, uh, Nora, was her name? Yep. I really thought that Nora did it. Yeah. And, and that she just wasn't, you know, too clear on the... The details. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does do a fairly good job of, you know, presenting it, that uh, it, it's a definite possibility that she did it. Mm -hmm. But literally, like, within that first five minutes of the movie, where we're still not sure what exactly the fuck is supposed to be happening. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the movie opens with a guy driving with a, another guy passed out in his uh, back seat. Yeah, as, as guys do. Sure. There's a guy passed out in my car right now. Right? I drove over here, yep. left him in the back seat. I don't even know his name. No, well, I mean, we even uh, like took a small trip, and yeah. uh, that dude and was just back there the whole time. sawing logs. Yep. But he he wasn't asleep. He was like literally. He's a carver. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, you know, we, we went to Subway, and I was like, should, should I ask if he wants anything? And you're just like, no. Nah, yeah. yeah, he's busy sawing lock. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an artist. It, I mean, it was a little weird to me that you would allow someone to be, like, you know, putting that much sawdust in your brand new car. Right. Well, I was trying to break it in because I've always had a used car, and it just feels uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just want to get that little extra layer of filth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so a dude shows up at a building and uh, walks around <laughs> and uh, talks to some people, and honestly, that is <laughs> as much explanation as you get for yeah, what is happening. Right? You're like, what? Uh, eventually, it's revealed this is the phone company, and uh, there is uh, Raymond Burr just hanging out. Uh, at the phone company, uh, just, just hanging out and drawing ladies. Yeah, doesn't that seem like a pretty sweet gig? Sure. I don't think that was his gig, though. You know, he just was an oddball. I am not sure what he was doing there, but apparently he had an office. Yeah, that was weird. Uh. Maybe, maybe the phone company shares an office with a, like a newspaper or something? It's never explained. It is. Because the other guy that was wandering around was... You know, works for the newspaper. Right, but he lived in a separate building. Right. And this is one of those old-style phone services where it's like ladies with headsets constantly moving switches from one peg to the other. Yep. Uh, I imagine that they still do that. Do you think think that's how it works? (laughs) Except that they now do it with texts. Oh. Yeah, every time (laughs) someone sends a text, they have to retype it. Yep, Uh, letter by letter. (laughs) Just as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> do they no? Are they actually in a like building downtown, or are they in a satellite that's like orbiting the Earth? No, just a building downtown. Uh, okay. <laughs> Where <laughs> random dudes will just hang out and draw them. <laughs> I want to do that. I'm I've got, sure you could. I've got sketch paper and yeah. pens. I'm Raymond Burr, like right. I mean, you were in that popular TV series, Perry Mason. I, I was a long time. I was. I, did you like my beard? I did. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, yeah, Raymond Burr. He was great in this. He's alright, yeah. I like him. I mean, he's pretty much the only character that, you know, I liked out of the entire thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. And the guy that gets murdered. Yeah, the guy that gets murdered yeah. and tries to rape a woman. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, he get, tries to get her drunk and then rape her. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. You can't just rape a, a lady well, in film. To be fair to him, uh, he didn't try to rape her after she got drunk, he no. was going to leave her alone. Right. And then, uh, you know. She started making out with him. She started making out with him. Uh, yeah, she was asking for it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it always goes there. Uh, no, of course not. No, she was not asking for it. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, and, and you know, he's had a few drinks too. Sure. So he's, he's not just like some monster that's preying on, you know, kids at the playground. He's, right. you know, they're, they're drunk together and they're having fun. And then she like, uh, realizes she's a little too drunk. And she just wants to pass out. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, you know, we're already here. Right. We're, you've already made we're, out with we're, me. We're listening to Matt King Cole. Right. You did ask for this. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, she had it coming. Oh, did you see the way she was dressed? Yeah. Go ahead and say it. 
She just said it for me. She had a black dress on. <laughs> we all know what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And that was Ann Baxter? That, that's the lady, I guess. Somewhere? Because there's two Anns. There's Ann Southern and Ann Baxter. Yeah, Ann Baxter, I'm guessing. She's top billing. Top billing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, uh, the, the, to further complicate the whole don't know what in the hell is happening, uh, there's like a good 55 minutes where she is like hanging out at her house with her roommates and she's yeah. going to celebrate her birthday by herself. Right. Uh, and then she reads a letter from her boyfriend who happens to be in Korea fighting in the, uh, the war. Uh, and it's a, it's a breakup letter. Yep. And, uh, he has fallen in love with a nurse who, uh, took out some commie shrapnel from his butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once the lady goes digging around in there, sure, you know it's it's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens up a door that can't be closed. <laughs> and you know what? That street goes both ways. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're with your lady and you are just digging around in her butt, mm-hmm. as we do, as you do, it's uh, you know, you you know, it's love. They, yeah, they they always say. You know, the quickest way to a woman's heart is through the back door. Yep. <laughs> I think I read that in, on a, a Hallmark card once. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Beanie Baby. I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it was better worded, it rhymed. But, right, right. But now I can't remember. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's there's a murder. Well, yeah. Well, she gets uh, she receives a phone call from from uh, Perry Mason, uh, and uh, he is actually trying to contact her roommates. Uh, but seeing as she uh, just uh, got this breakup letter, she decides to uh, just go uh, hang out with him and see what happens. Oh, you know, tangent. That's how I came to be because my my mom. She was asking. <laughs> no, no, my mom. <laughs> my mom and one of her friends were out cruising one night. Uh, looking for dudes. Sure. And they went to the Hastings. See your mom doing that. <laughs> right? She's full of uh, Singapore slings at this point. <laughs> she's she's uh, at the Hasty Tasty on Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and her and her friends see my dad. He's getting He works third shift, and they pull up next to him, and uh, they start talking to him, and they both give him their numbers. Like, yeah, we should hang out sometime. And, uh, he actually... Where did your dad go? I know, right? Two numbers? Two numbers. And he's in a work uniform. It's not like he's, like, right, right. dressed in his, to the nines or anything. And, uh, and he calls the other lady first. Uh-huh. Um, but they're, they're... Oh, no, that's what it was. They are roommates. Yeah, they are roommates. So there's one number. He calls, he calls, and she's like, she's not here right now. But, you know, if you want to go out sometime, I'll, well, I can meet up with you. And then there you go. It's just like the Blue Gardenia. Wow. Yeah. And then your mom murdered her dad. <laughs> she murdered him. But uh, luckily, she was already pregnant with right, uh, right, yeah. you and your brother at the same time, yeah. even though he's just like five years old. Right? Yeah, it's a complicated uh, family tree. <laughs> but. Uh, so, yeah, very similar situation. So, yeah, Nora, Nora, you know, ends up going out with Raymond Burr. Yeah, and she, she drinks. Uh, 
Uh, a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. And what are they called? Pineapple? I can't remember the name. I've been trying to think of it yeah. here for the last five minutes right. during your entire stupid mom and dad <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, but she drinks like a half dozen of these things. Right. Um, and they're full of rum. Yep. He even like expressly said to the bartender, don't, what do you say? Don't be stingy with the rum. Or, right. Yeah. Uh, Pompeii Pearl Divers or something Yeah, like that? that sounds right. right. I don't know. That sounds like a sex move. I will, you know, I believe pearl diving is uh, something uh, in, entirely. It's uh, dirty. Dirty. Yeah. yeah. In the fifties, it might've meant something else. Right. It was a drink you could get high on. Right. Because <laughs> at one point, Nora asks if she can get high on these drinks. Right. Like, you're clearly not a drinker. Right. Uh, the answer is yes. She yeah, got, she yes. got really high. She yeah. got super baked. Yeah. <laughs> she was, those drinks totally, totally blew her mind. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so she uh, goes back to his apartment and then, uh, yeah, uh, he makes uh, an attempt to rape her and she fights back. And, uh, when she wakes up in the morning, he is dead. Yep. And, uh, pretty much all the evidence points to her killing him. Yep. Uh. And then that's where the mystery, uh, starts to unfold there. Pretty much, except there is no real mystery. I really thought it, I thought it was her. Well, even if it was or wasn't her, mm-hmm. uh, there's still no mystery because everything points to just being her. There is no, at no point is there ever any suggestion or hint that it might be someone else that did this. It is just pretty much all her, except for all the attention seekers who call in and say that it was them. Well, right, yeah, but, that's just. But uh, no one, but no know, one believes. Right, yeah. Mayo knows better. Mayo does know better. That's right. Our hero of the movie is Casey Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous. Yep. So, come on. Let's hear some Mayo puns. Oh, Well, I already got rid of my best one. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> I couldn't save it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a great name. It's like a parody of... <laughs> Of a of a detective story mm-hmm. character, Casey Mayo, but uh, he's a reporter mm-hmm. uh, working for the L.A. something or other bureau. Yeah. The L.A. bureau, yeah. yeah. where apparently he's allowed to have full front page headlines. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, his yeah the entire like fold out page is just his headline that he's looking for this. Right. Person. The the blue gardenia murderess. Yeah. yeah, that was a little that was a little far fetched. So basically the rest of the movie is just uh Nora basically going slowly insane because she thinks that she killed this guy and the police are pretty much just, you know, closing in on oh, her. Yeah. Even though they really aren't. No, no. <laughs> they yeah, they have no clue. Uh, the police uh, investigation headed by Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, George Reeves. George Reeves, the the fifties adventures of Superman uh, actor, uh, who does George Reeves and about. <laughs> <laughs> why did I, see? I don't know why he didn't just turn into Superman and like 
looks through walls right. and stuff and uses heat brain and <laughs> I don't I don't get it either. Yeah. You know, he didn't fly anywhere. No. Uh, but he did wear the same gigantic hat that yeah. uh, he always did as Clark Kent. Yeah, well, yeah. And He's, honestly, I think a mustache is a much better disguise than glasses. Yeah, I know. Because, yeah, he wasn't wearing glasses, and he still didn't look like Superman. Right? Yeah, because he had that mustache. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's something to think about. <laughs> I bet uh, Clark Kent wanted to. He could grow facial hair super fast. Uh, right? right? Oh, yeah, and then he could just laser it off and then yeah. grow it right back. And, and then no one would ever suspect that no, Clark Kent no. is Superman. Right. Clark Kent is just a bearded fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think uh, Casey Mayo looked a little like um, Bella Lugosi? No, really? Yeah, I, I kept thinking that out of the corner of my eye that I was watching Bella Lugosi. He was uh, a little too too thin and too classically handsome, I think. Uh, I mean, as soon as he appeared on screen, I thought he was uh, John Hamm. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did sort of have a John Hamm meets Bella Lugosi. Kind of <laughs> uh, so yeah, and so then uh, there's uh, like a 55 minutes of uh, uh, people prank calling uh, Casey Mayo. Some of that was kind of funny. Some of it was, not all of it. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Nora... Calls to confess, but, uh, you know, things just keep happening that uh, prevent her from actually doing it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, she gets arrested for the murder. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for no reason whatsoever, uh, Casey Mayo decides that uh, maybe he was wrong. And that uh, somebody else murdered uh, Harry Preble. It's because he fell in love with her. Oh, yeah. But and the heart cannot lie. Sure. No, it's all bullshit. <laughs> It comes out of nowhere. Because, again, nowhere at any point are there any hints or or teases that uh, she may not be the murderer. Right. It is pretty much just all she is the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no, like, concrete proof. It's there's just... no concrete proof, but there's also, like, like, in a story like this, you know, there should at least be, you know, doubt. And there never is reasonable doubt that she did not kill him. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, she's a good, sweet-natured girl. Yeah, she's yeah. too nice for that. Well, like I said, as soon as the crazy lady calls Perry Mason, like within the first five minutes back when we didn't know anything, what was happening, uh, like I was like, oh, okay, whatever happened, she's the one that did it. <laughs> oh, man. Because she's crazy. Yeah. Well, and obviously has some sort of conflict with Perry Mason. See, I honestly thought that what they were building up was that he, he just doesn't care. Like, cause she, to me, she was like the woman being spurned. Right. And I thought it was just like building up his debaucherous character as far as, you know, he loves them. And then when they get too attached, <coughs> he just drops them for the next, the next hot blonde on the phone company. Right. <coughs> I, I mean, it was that partially that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it was also, you know, yeah, she was the woman spurned, so whatever horrible thing is about to befall him, she's the one that did it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. (coughs) But, uh, 
Yeah, it's not quite as like stylish as it is not. Yeah, nope, not a bit. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like good, solid, just like you know, I don't know, just like a nice. It just felt like a nice old movie, you know, like a nice, a nice film. Uh, not like not like that shit you kids watch today with all the debauchery. Sure. I, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just too boring and slow and predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, also not stylish, which is, you know, something that I do kind of expect from a Fritz Lang movie. Right, right. Um, I mean, it did open up with a lot of architecture. Like, it showed a lot of the city, like right. the bridges and, you know, um, buildings and whatnot. But, yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, I didn't have a, a f- like what I would have thought. I mean, like I said, I I've only seen a couple of his movies, but yeah, I would have thought it would have been a little more stylish. Yeah, it is not. But that reminds me, um, Nat King Cole was in the movie. Yes, and it just got me thinking. Do you think somewhere in heaven, uh, Elvis Presley, Jack Kirby, and Nat Cole are like knife fighting for the title of king? Maybe, but it may just be down to Jack Kirby and Nat King Cole. <laughs> right? Because Elvis Presley is burning in hell. <laughs> I, you know, if, I, if any of those guys are winning an eye fight, i got to go with Kirby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You've read his, uh, uh, some of his autobiographical yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's he was a street thug. A little ass kicker. Yeah. yeah. He was a tough. Mm-hmm. And well. Was it a story that I've heard about, uh, you know, when Captain America was published, like some Nazis showed up at like the offices of like Timely Comics and, uh, they, they wanted to speak to the, uh, you know, the, the, the Jew that, uh, you know, wow. Captain America and like he <laughs> rolled up his shirt sleeves and was about to head down there and then like the Nazis ran away. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Go Jack Kirby. Fuck yeah, Jack Kirby. Oh, he's awesome. There's a there's a nice uh, slipcased hardcover coming out in June of Jack Kirby art. Yeah. And things. It looks pretty cool. I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that lawsuit got settled. Yeah? Yeah. Which which one? The, the one where his family was suing Marvel and Disney because they claimed he, uh, well, I mean, he did. But, you know, uh, they claimed ownership yeah. of all his characters, basically. Yeah. And, and so now, uh, now that there, there's a nice settlement there, Marvel will uh, go ahead and publish a whole bunch of Jack Kirby stuff. Sweet. Yeah. As as it should. As it should indeed. And the Kirby family gets a good uh, chunk of money. That's good. There. Yeah. Deservedly so. <coughs> indeed. Have you heard about the? Uh, Stan Lee biographical comic that's coming out. No. Written by Peter David and drawn by Colleen Dorn. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yep. Is it a favorable account of his life? Uh, uh, Stan Lee, I believe, is heavily involved, so my guess is yes. <laughs> wow. Colleen Dorn? Really? Yep. Wow. Man. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, the Blue Gardenia. I yeah. didn't enjoy it. You did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of makes me, it says on the back of this DVD that 
This is the first of his newspaper noir trio, right? Which includes While the City Sleeps and Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, makes me kind of want to watch those other ones. Well, you can watch those on your own without me, <laughs> right? Because this did not make me interested in any further uh, newspaper noir adventures. Oh. Uh, but I will probably check out some of his more older and uh, German stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely watch more Mabuse movies. Because that one was just Dr. Mabuse. Did we watch one of those together? We did not. No. Okay. Yeah. I watched uh, The Testament on... Uh, maybe I rented the DVD. Yeah, I rented the, the, the actual physical disc. Uh, I'm going to watch that a couple years ago. And yeah, it's just crazy and weird. Yeah. Crazy and weird. <laughs> right. I think the Dr. Mabuse, the Gambler, is on Netflix. That's starring I, Kenny Rogers. Starring Kenny Rogers as the Gambler. <laughs> is it? Is it are those from like the 40s? <clears throat> 30s and 40s. 30s, yeah. yeah. Wow. Definitely Silent Air. At least the one I watched was Silent Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird and, and not very exciting to watch. So. I, I like it. There's something about older films. I, I just love the... <clears throat> just the scenes where they're doing things that are so outdated, you know? Right. But that it was modern at the time. Like, like being like, super sexist. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. No, no, that's, that's perennial. It still happens. But, you know, like the switchboard thing and, like, just <clears throat> the, the evening newspapers and right. just all that stuff. I just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just chain smoking your way through the day. <laughs> There's so much smoking in this movie. There's a lot. Just, like, <laughs> during the uh, initial police investigation, they're just <laughs> smoking cigarettes in the crime scene and just tossing yeah, trash right? on the ground. <laughs> I think, I think at one point Mayo actually throws an ashtray full of cigarette butts onto uh, Nora. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's just like oh well, there's an ashtray full of cigarette butts that happens all the time. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. There's something I don't know. You know, and, something uh, nice. Back in the day, you weren't allowed to run your incinerator at night. <laughs> right. Oh, that was a great scene. Yeah, she's like burning the the dress she wore during the murder. Right. And uh, yeah, the cop <clears throat> just like pulls up out of nowhere. Because yeah. she's in, you know, it's like midnight and she's burning the dress in her, in her backyard in the incinerator. <laughs> and he's like, don't, he's like, well, it's too late to stop you now, but yep. next time don't do it. And that was great. I love that. Um, well, I'm sorry. And then, uh, of course, uh, Raymond Burr, Perry Mason, Harry Preble, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, the world's worst artist. He didn't like his art? Oh, his art was fine. Uh, but, you know, he's constantly pointing out this painting that he has to finish tonight. Yeah. Uh, or he's not going to get paid the whole lot of money that uh, someone commissioned him to. Right. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. See? He's... He's... That's a true artist. Reliable. That's a true artist. <clears throat> he would rather get drunk and have sex than finish his artwork. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's the whole thing is a parable <clears throat> on, uh, on, uh... You know, the downfall of the artist, you know? Like, we all let women and drink get in our way. Like, like in, instead of being... Because it says something on the back of the <clears throat> DVD about it being a comment on, like, McCarthyism and, like, um, 
they're okay. And you know, like paranoia, and like mm. it's and like the media being bloodthirsty and witch hunting, and they all get they all get caught up in you know everybody's reading the paper looking for the murder. And, right. But maybe it really is just <clears throat> about artists being too too drunk and horny. It could be. But yeah, I mean, his art was fine. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. Whoever. Do you notice that all the ladies had phones? Like they were all like, they were all uh, half nude, and they were all answering a phone. I did not. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I remember, your fetish is weird. <laughs> no, right? It's like rotary fetish or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he, he's you know, got to finish his painting tonight, and it's not even like a third done. <laughs> It's like, you are not going to finish that in one night. What is taking you so long, Raymond Burr? Well, I feel like he, he's one of those uh, work into the wee hours kind of guys. Right. Because in the flashback, he's like, you got to get out of here. I need to finish this. <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> he's like, this is all your fault, obviously. <laughs> he's a bitter, delusional artist. <clears throat> so, yeah, Blue Gardenia. Mm-hmm. I give it a whiff. You give it a wee. Yeah, I do give it a wee. Wee. A wee. A wee. Gardenia. Blue gardenia. Gardenia. Are you guys drunk yet? <laughs> well, well, should we take a break? break? Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. We'll be back in a second. Remember. Oh, I do want to say this real, real quick. Uh, Anne Baxter plays drunk exceptionally well. Yeah, she was pretty good. Oh yeah, she reminded me of one of my ex-girlfriends.
Gardenia. Gardenia. <laughs> yeah. So, so howdy, howdy. We're we're back here. We are back here again. Seems like we're starting to build up a momentum again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, it's only been a couple days since our last episode. No. So I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, um. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy is going on. Yeah. There, did you know a tornado touched down uh, when we were in Xenia? How ironic is this? Xenia is like the tornado capital of the planet Earth. Right. And we went there Sunday night. Guard Xenia? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> While we were there, a tornado touched down in this very town. Yes, it did. Yeah. On Glenmina Drive? Yeah. Yeah. Over, kind of close to Meyer over there, right? Is it? Okay. I, think, I think so. Uh, my my lady friend who uh, works for the police in in Gardenia uh, actually told me that uh, the the uh, tornado happened because uh, you know they get all the weather reports right. from the surrounding areas because you know gotta, they got to send out emergency crews or whatever you know they they got to be on top of that shit. Oh, yeah. So yeah, she told me that uh, it was on Glenmina Drive, and I was like, uh, like. I know that I have seen that street now, right. just driving yeah. around, but I couldn't figure out where exactly. Yeah, was. I think it's over there near, sort of, <clears throat> sort of near Meyer off Woodman or something. Right. But yeah, uh, for like uh, sixty seconds, yeah, uh, we had a tornado here in Kettering, and apparently it was pretty wimpy. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a zero on the scale of zero to five. Right. But I mean, I guess zero is still. Yeah, a tornado, right? Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, but it like basically just knocked a couple of trees down, <clears throat> and which is good. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing it wasn't a crazy, scary tornado. Right. Well, it's a good thing we were uh, not near it. I know, right? We could have yeah. been there. We could have been, and I think even on the way to the restaurant, you were just like, it "Looks like tornado." Was. I didn't. I say that. Did, I'd yeah. see. I've watched Twister a lot, <laughs> and seriously, I even watched it like a week and a half ago. I watched it again. <laughs> can't stop watching Twister. You should. No. It, I love it. I honestly, it's in my top ten favorite it, movies of all time. you just want to listen to the Van Halen song? The Humans Being? Yes. You know, that's the only Sammy Hagar era Van Halen song I hope I ever hear for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't mind some of them, but right. that's the only one that I like. It is a really good song. It is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> <coughs> um. But yeah, so tornado. Um, oh, I heard the the. Uh, you know how we? I think we talked about this before that they canceled Shield, the comic book, Did b- they? before it even came out. But uh, uh, it's yeah, I've not heard that. Yeah. Oh wait, you mean the Archie one? The Archie yeah. Shield, not Agents of No, no. Yeah. Which was okay. Right. But it's back in previous. So okay. yeah, yeah. So it's I so it's bringing it back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what had happened was uh, the the artist of the book, I believe, is uh, Wilfredo Torres, and his wife recently passed away, mm-hmm. so they may have just canceled it while he obviously had uh, some stuff to deal with. Yeah, right. right. And so they, they probably put it back up for once he was able to, you know, um, you know, when he decided he was able to start drawing again. So I'm going to check it out. I, I've I've really enjoyed. 
uh, Black Hood and the Fox. I mean, there's only been one issue of the Fox, but right. Um, so far, I, I like what they're doing over there. Yeah. Dark Circle. Dark Circle. Yeah. Yeah. And Archie, I was ordering Archie, mm-hmm. number one. Um, there's 22 different covers to Archie, number one. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Because there's the, <clears throat> the regular Fiona Staples cover, and then there's the blank variant. Ooh. And then there's 20 variants. Right. But they have some pretty good artists, like... Frankavia, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Moritat. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. Um, J. Scott Campbell. Um, Chip Zdarsky. Hey. I, mean, I mean, there's some, there's some good names. Um, yeah, they seem to, to, to be giving that a push a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the completely all new, relaunched, uh, rebooted, reimagined Archie book. Yep. Mark Wade and, uh, Fiona Staples. It's kind of cool. Kind of. And although it's I a little, I mean, I gotta say, you know, I'm like, I'm not a big Archie guy. Right. Uh, you know, pretty much the only Archies I've ever read are where he crosses over with some weird other character. <laughs> right. Like, uh, the Punisher, Kiss, uh, or Predator, Predator, and Zombies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in this day and age, you know, Archie was like one of the few remaining comics out there with like, you know, triple digit oh, issue yeah. numbering. Yeah. And uh, with that going away, you know, like like we're down to like you know, Savage Dragon and Spawn, uh, right? I think all the Valiant books are triple digits <coughs> because it, because they have like zero before the numbers. It's like zero twelve. That's just them being uh, way too optimistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, do you remember though? I don't remember. I've read. I mean, you just said you don't haven't really read a bunch of Archie, but I did when I was a kid. I don't remember him playing guitar other than, um, like, you know, the, the Archies or whatever they right. did that era. But in the actual comics, did, was he always playing guitar? I don't know. I, I just assumed the Archies were always a thing. Sugar, sugar. Yeah, right? Na, 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 na. <laughs> honey, honey. Honey, honey, yeah. <laughs> because a bunch of the variant covers. You are my candy girl. I am your candy girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of the variants. Yeah, a bunch of them have him playing guitar in the cover, and I was like, I, I are they going to go more in the he's a rock and roller? Maybe thing? could Cause, be. Cause that's that, one one quick surefire way to make a team seem cool. Yeah, give him a guitar. Give him a guitar. Put him in a band. That's what happened. That's how I got cool. I know. Yeah, right? it yeah. is strangely enough not how I got uh, cool. Right? How did you get cool? I did not. Oh, so. that's okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, everybody saw through my, uh, guitar ploy. Oh, see. <laughs> I pulled it off all right. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. They were like, oh, look at the fat nerd playing a guitar. He thinks he's trying to be cool. Aww. Look at him in his ska band. Aww. Aww. Well, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I was in a ska band with you. Uh, I wish I was in a ska band with anyone. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen plays the bassoon. Yeah, oh yeah. That's well, it's pretty ska, right? Right. It's, it's a wind, wind instrument. Sure. Isn't it a wind instrument? It's a wind instrument. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or do they use brass? They're more <clears throat> of a brass instrument. They're more of the brass, but I mean, you know, yeah. when you're starting out, you can't be too busy. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, where are we gonna find a trumpet and a trombone player? Not around here. No. no. Not unless we go raid high schools. Yeah. <laughs> and those dudes don't want to be in ska bands. No. <laughs> 
No, they don't. They're like, what the fuck is ska? <laughs> yeah. I had to tell somebody what ska was this week, actually. Because <laughs> I'm wearing my Voodoo Glow Skulls hoodie right All now. Right, yeah. And I was wearing it earlier this week. And somebody was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it was a band from the 90s. Like, what kind of band? A metal band? I was like, well, no, they were kind of like a punk band, kind of ska. Ska punk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, you know, they're kind of ska. Ska core. Yeah, right. Like, they, they're uh, like, like, what's ska? Like, like Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yeah. Operation Ivy. That's yeah. my favorite ska band. Except I don't really consider them a ska band. They yeah, got some ska elements. A little bit of ska. I consider them a ska band as much as I consider No Doubt a ska band. Uh, well, yeah, No Doubt's a ska band. No, I never really got too into ska. <clears throat> oh, I was, I was uh, fully on board. Yeah? Fully on board. Right? Yep. Did you ever listen to Choking Victim? Uh, no, I did not. I liked them a lot, yeah. too. I did listen to uh, Skank and Pickle. Oh, Skank and Pickle. Yeah. Mephiscopheles. Mephi- that's a great name. Yeah. yeah? I had a friend that was in a band called Scaba the Hut. Oh? Yeah. My band was Luke Skywalker. Oh, wow. Wow. You guys should have totally toured together. <laughs> What what was it about ska bands where they all had to have? It's like a it's like the porn, it's like the porno of of underground music. I don't know. You tell me, Mister Pun. <laughs> right. Well, I think every band should have a a ska uh, like a pun, a pun name. element. Yeah, like Elton John should have to like sit on a toilet on every album cover. You know, everybody should have a pun with their. <laughs> But it, but it, it seems like everyone thinks so when it comes to ska. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It is weird. Uh, I don't. I was just swept up in the moment. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It, was, it could happen. It was 1997, 98. You know, I was just uh, hanging out with a bad crowd. Right. You were hopped up on wine colors that made you high. Yep. Yep. And the the Andrew brothers were you know uh, warping my perception. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Damn. So I did go to, uh, you know, record store day it was last Saturday. Yeah, uh, I had to work all day, but Sunday morning I popped in a record store, mm-hmm. and I think I told you this. You did, I believe, on the show. Oh, oh was it on the show? I oh, so. okay. Yeah. Well, I was really excited because there was a cassette tape. Right. It was an NWA or yeah NWA cassette tape. Yeah. It's like wow, somebody put out a cassette tape. Yeah. That was exciting. You know who else who did that? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Really? It's on yeah. cassette? Uh-huh. That's awesome. I think a limited edition. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure this one was, too, because right. it's more of a collectible thing <clears throat> at this right. point. Yeah. Oh, I did watch uh, the first three episodes of Daredevil this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. What do you think? I, th- I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Um, not you? Not really for me, yeah. maybe. It was just it was just so dark. Yeah. It was very well done though. Yeah. Like I don't it's not like I'm like, oh this is crap. It's just right. like it's, it's a really well done thing that I'm not that into. I didn't think you would be. Yeah. I, I really did not think you would be. Yeah. But, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, like the the, the 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 hallway fight in uh, episode two. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Pretty impressive. I watched it with Jer- uh listener, Jeremy Anderson. And uh he invited me over, him and his wife Jess. We watched it. With their dogs, nice. so it was, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I watched them. But I just don't think I'll keep up with it. <clears throat> I uh, watched an episode on Monday night, and promptly fell asleep afterwards. 
but uh, the the lady has the weekend off unless she gets called in. Oh, cool! Because she's on pager all weekend. Ah, uh, but uh, if if she does not, then hopefully tomorrow, Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be able to watch the last two episodes. Oh, cool! The one where uh, I'm just kidding. I haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say well, the one where he gets his costume finally. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard you know the, most of the episodes he's like in the in the black suit, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's impressively you know like faithful to the old school Daredevil. I mean, it's darker right. than I would have thought, but I you know pretty much anymore anything darker than uh, Antique Roadshow is too much for me. <laughs> Yeah. This yeah. was uh, pretty dark, though. The blue gardenia. Yeah, but it wasn't gratuitous. Right. And, like, I think that's what. You know, like, if that movie was done today, where, um, you know, you see the scene leading up to uh, Raymond Burr's murder, right. but they don't show it on camera, then you're like, oh, well, that's obviously, you know, you know, obviously she didn't do it because they didn't show it. But in these older movies, you know, oftentimes, you know, they left a lot more to your imagination. Yeah. So I think that lent a little more uh, credence to, the, you know, the idea that it was her for me, you know, because, you know, they just weren't that gratuitous back then. Right. But, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so you didn't like Daredevil. Uh, I thought it was alright. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I'm just not excited. <clears throat> well, that's too bad. Because I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, super looking forward to finishing it up at some point here. Because it has been far too long. We should have fucking down that thing in like two days. Right. And it has taken us two and a half weeks here. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I haven't really done much of anything. I haven't really watched anything. Uh, Monday night, I got stuck uh, with my dad, uh, so we watched, uh, well, he watched uh, Gotham. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen it since, like, the fourth episode. Uh, still sucks. Yeah. Still just a terrible piece of shit. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. I haven't seen it, but... I guess uh, there was someone uh, who works with uh, my girlfriend who was just going on and on about how awesome Gotham is and... It's like, you know, every true Batman fan will, like, absolutely love it. And my girlfriend was like, well, my boyfriend loves Batman. I mean, just seriously loves Batman. Yeah. Thinks the show is awful. Yeah. And the guy was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? Right. Um, I watched uh, an episode of CSI Cyber oh. with my mom. <laughs> And uh, as much as I hated Gotham, I have to say that maybe CSI Cyber might be the worst program on television ever. Really? It's fucking awful. And it is pretty much the entire thing is just, uh, you know, hey, old people, the internet is scary. (laughs) So that's what the cyber, it's not like a town called cyber. No, it is is cyber crime. Okay. And, like, even in the middle of the show, I was like, well, this is why I don't get online. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's, it's just reinforcing to old people that the internet is going to hurt you. It, it does hurt me, and it is scary. I mean, it's not great. Right. <laughs> you know, don't, don't get me wrong. 
there's a lot of terrible crap on the internet. Right. Uh, but it's, it's not scary. It's more just sickening. Right. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> and then, uh, you know, the show stars uh, James Vanderbeek, who, uh, you know, was just James Vanderbeeking around. And uh, Patricia Arquette, who just won an Academy Award, and it must be because the Academy has never seen an episode of CSI Cyber. <laughs> She's a fine actress. She can be. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. yeah. And four, maybe? Just three, I think. Was it just three? I think so. Uh, yeah. I thought she was in two of them. I think she's just in three. Yeah, okay. Uh, true Romance. Oh, she was great in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alabama Whirly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she is absolutely terrible mm. in CSI 7. Oh. And uh, Peter McNichol, also terrible in CSI mm. 7. Right. Don't know him. He was uh, Vigo's lackey in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And he yeah. was uh, wow. X the Terminator on uh, Harvey Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> Attorney wow. <Lyle. laughs> wow. So he's got some good credits. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much all I've been mm-hmm. yeah. trying to catch up on uh, Justified some more. Yeah. That's cool. So I just rather pick a comic book. Yeah, I like reading comics. In Me fact, too. In fact, I like it more than movies. <clears throat> I do not. Yeah. But uh, I do like the comic and books. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this one, I need to read it first. Oh. So I cannot give it to you tonight. Maybe I own it. Uh, you do not? Yeah. How do you know? Uh, You've never been to my house. Guarantee I have. Oh, that's right. You're but I do guarantee that uh, you do not own this. Okay. Uh, but I will uh, give it to you as soon as I possibly can. Uh, we are going to read uh, The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Oh, okay. Sweet. <clears throat> is that done already? It is a thing that existed before the thing that is currently... Okay, I'm saying Beyond Belief. Yeah, Beyond Belief uh, just came out this past week, uh, which is a... uh, I'll just give quick background here. Uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour is a a live uh, performance uh, that that takes place in Los Angeles. It is also a podcast. Uh, It is uh, basically done in the style of old-timey radio. Uh, they have different uh, programs that they, they present on the show, uh, such as uh, Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars, uh, Beyond Belief, and then uh, rotating uh, side shows like, uh, I believe, uh, cannot think of any of them except for Captain Laserbeam. <clears throat> well, that's cool. Sounds exciting. Uh, but uh, a couple of years ago, they did a Kickstarter to put out a graphic novel. Uh, and it is basically just a collection of stories based on, you know, their, their, their podcast. Uh, but now currently they have two different ongoing, or not ongoing, but two miniseries coming out from Image, uh, based on just Sparks Nevada and Beyond Belief. Sweet, yeah. So, that, but, but we are going to read the graphic novel, the, the Kickstarter graphic novel. Awesome. Did you kickstarted it? I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> sounds, sounds good. Alrighty. Thrilling Adventure Hour. The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Graphic novel. Sweet. All right, then. Well, let's go get some sleep. Yes, indeed. I'm tuckered out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Good night, everybody. See you.
Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.